You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what is up, World Wide Web? This is Alex. And it's Frank. And this is Connor. And we are filmmakers. And we're drinking, I'm drinking water. Frank's drinking water, I'm drinking coffee. Connor, what are you drinking? Water? Just water. I'm not allowed to <laughs> drink out here in Afghanistan, but I did get some uh, bourbon-flavored vape stuff, so it's been, it's been ah, quite a treat out here. That sounds awesome, man. Well, yeah, in solidarity with you, Frank and I are abstaining. Yep. We're, we're going to join you in the, on the dry train today. Thank you. Oh, so what is up, man? We, you and I have been in contact via Instagram for a while now, chatting back and forth. Um, tell us a little about who you are and what you do. Well, how's it going? Uh, I'm Connor Robbins. I've been in the Marine Corps now for about six years. I have the MOS code 4571. That's a combat videographer. So I'm a combat cameraman in the Marine Corps. It's been a, it's been a fun run. I've been wow. able to hang out in helicopters, been able to film infantry, been able to film firefighters. I mean, up and down the spectrum, you name it, I've pretty much been there and I've filmed it. And it's been a, it's been a really, really fun show, just being able to kind of sit on the front seat of what America has to offer. That's sweet. That's incredible, man. That's uh, kind of a, a dream job as far as content and, you know, uh, action-packed and, you know, all sorts of different scenery and stuff for any visual artist. It really is. It's, uh, it's honestly quite surprising when I first joined the military. I didn't really think they would give us too much creative freedom, but you can really go as far as your imagination allows you to. All I need to do is just kind of come up with an idea, tell my officer, and they're just, they're all about it, and they'll just back you up in whatever thing that you want to do. So it's been, it's been pretty interesting just coming up with these different series ideas that I've wanted to do or be able to film some different types of units. And I rarely get any, any flack on those ideas that I want to do. That's good. And you're in, uh, you're in Afghanistan right now. You said, "I am." It is uh, ten thirty-three p.m. right now. Oh wow! Yeah, it's uh, one o'clock here. <laughs> one p.m. <laughs> well, 10 from the future, seems to be fine. Nine oh, and yeah. a half hours. Seems to be. That's a weird, uh, weird little mid mid-range time zone. It's kind of in between. <laughs> it, it really is. It's uh, where I was originally at. I'm uh, an hour and a half in front of them, and when we found out about that extra 30-minute time difference. I was just so confused mm -hmm. why that extra 30 minutes is added in that hour. I don't know. Math. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> the, earth, the earth is odd. Um, I have a question on, so you, you're talking about coming up with ideas to film. Do you have, is there like a specific charge to you? Like, we want you to portray or show this, and if not, as you're coming up with them, how, like you're saying, get permission. Like you want to get inside a chopper with a unit. Can you walk us through kind of the process? So your charge, and then how do you go about doing what you like? All right. Well, uh, it usually kind of depends on, I guess, the situation, because we, we have something called the commander's intent. And so whatever the commander's intent is, we do need to fulfill that mission. But when there is free time, you're able to pretty much do whatever you want. Right now, my unit is First Marine Logistics Group in Camp Pendleton, California, and I'm originally from Long Beach, California. So I originally came up with this idea called Vids for Vets, 
and it's sort of just kind of a video series that I wanted to show Marines transitioning out of the military that they could find uh, solid jobs. And so nine times out of 10, if you've spoken to any service member, even myself, the sound of a police officer hasn't sounded that bad. And so I just decided, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna contact the Long Beach Police Department, see if they'd be willing to have me, see if I could be able to kind of sit in the passenger seat of a police cruiser. And uh, I was able to pretty much do it. And when I first came up with that idea, uh, my command was kind of like, uh, I'm not really too sure if it's the commander's message, but I just came in with a very strong argument, mm. let them know that, like, look, Marines talk about this, this is what it's all about. And they pretty much just let me do whatever I wanted for a full week, and I was able to make a pretty nice production out of it. That's sweet. That's, I'm, I'm uh, really happy to hear you're taking the initiative and not just doing, like, the bare minimum and calling it in and just doing the, the commander's mission. I think this uh, this job that we have is is a privilege, to be honest, because we are, in how I see it, is we're kind of like the eyes and ears, and we're sort of that window between the military and the civilian populace. And so whenever we do go out on these shoots, I mean, no one's there except us and my camera. And so I take great pride in just trying to find those great angles and try and find those right people to interview and just try and like create a package that fully shows the experience that these Marines have gone through. Mm. And so with that, it just kind of helps create a, a wider bridge for people back home to see, because whenever I make these videos, whenever I take these photos, like a lot of Marines sometimes don't really enjoy being photographed. But what I usually tell them is like, this is for, this isn't for you. This is for your brother. This is for your father. This is for your mom. Like, it's going to mean something to them because they don't know what you're doing. You and I know what you're doing. Yeah. But this photo is going to be some type of physical thing for them to actually see and appreciate what it is that you're doing. Totally. I mean, the images are powerful, like extremely powerful. Some of the stills you, you're posting on your Instagram, when... When you're on, you know, called on location, when you're on a mission, when you're over there in Afghanistan on location, is someone saying, hey, Connor, you're going out with whatever battalion or unit today, or are you saying, hey, I want to go check this out and take photos and videos of this? It's a mixture of both. Um, it is definitely a mixture of both. Here, I'm kind of being told that this is what's going on because I am new to this unit. So I'm trying to fully understand what is going on out here, but the missions that they do put me on, <clears throat> I pretty much have free reign to photograph and do whatever I want. Mm. So, I mean, if I decide to do the bare minimum, it will reflect into the photos and no one will fully understand the experience that the Afghan national army uh, had when they were interacting with the Marines. Oh yeah. And so that's, that's, pretty much kind of where it's at right now i haven't really i wouldn't say too much free run there's a couple uh video ideas that i have uh shot out to my commands that are in production um right now i'm with task force southwest and uh it's sort of a new unit that are here in afghanistan pretty much helping uh, restabilize uh, the helmand province area and so uh they're doing what's called a taa mission it's train advise and assist and uh, also another part that Task Force Southwest does is they do uh, 
airstrikes on the Taliban. Ooh. And so uh, I know that Vice News recently came out here a couple months ago, and uh, they were sort of talking about that. And so when I was watching the doc, which is amazing, by the way, I was like, why not? Why don't we do that? So in the shortcoming weeks, I just sort of threw the idea out. They're all about it. And in time, we'll be working on that in the future. Dang. When you're doing this, how are you um, striking a balance between putting yourself in a good position to get a great shot and not putting yourself in a compromising position for the enemy? Um, or that's going to well, compromise your, your, the, the rest of your people? I hear you. you know, it's, uh, it's really funny, like, uh, hanging out with the infantry because uh, sometimes they uh, might see us as a liability because whenever you do go to a new unit, you have to really kind of uh, show your worth. You don't want to show that, like, you don't know what you're doing. So when I do find myself in those positions, and luckily since I've been out here, it's been little to none with kind of exposing myself to the NMAD. It's mainly myself interacting with the Afghan National Army and I'm, I guess it comes with just like anything that you do. It's all a personality game. I show up and uh, I just show good intention. I just take photos, speak to them, interact with them. And it's just getting everybody comfortable around me. Mm. I was reading the book. Uh, I forgot the name of the book, but I was reading uh, Lindsay Adario's autobiography. And it was an awesome tip that I pulled from her where whenever she goes to compromising places, she'll just kind of walk around and just kind of slowly work her way to the center. Mm. And so when she first starts shooting, uh, she lets people know like, hey, I'm here. I'm here to photograph or I'm here to do video. And from there, she slowly gets people comfortable. And after reading that, I started picking up the tip and I've never found myself in a compromising position. And usually when that mission or that shoots over, Everyone was happy that I was there. Yeah. You you use the term with us, you use the term shoot, as in, and we know you're talking about film, video, images, all those things. When you're, it, with that language barrier and with the uh, kind of context of where you're at, do you say shoot over there or is there another word that you use to, or do people get it? <laughs> uh, within, within my field of like uh, combat camera and public affairs, which has recently merged into uh, Comstrat. We use the word shoot, we use all the film terms, but like if I'm hanging out with uh, like an infantry unit, yeah. or if I'm hanging out with somebody else, I'm like, oh guys, I'm about to go on a shoot. They're like, oh, what gun are you shooting? I'm exactly. Like, no, no, the 1DX. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it really depends on uh, who you're around, but within my field, we use shoot and all that other stuff. Okay. And I've also adopted because of you guys, I'm like, hey, uh, I'm just gonna shoot out a name, hey, Corporal Acosta, what do you got, what do you got in the bin? Yeah, and so I'm, I'm trying to transfer some of that filmmaker drink of bourbon over to my room. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we love it. We love being able to spread our influence. And do you have any uh, like military-specific slang for uh, gear, like film, film slang over there that we can transfer over to our world? Oh, give me, give me a second to think about it. Huh. Hmm. You might have to come back to me because right now I can't really think of anything. I'm pretty sure it might kind of. Oh, sprinkle yeah. in whenever you yeah. think of it during the interview just yeah shout it out yep <laughs> i'll just, just randomly say it oh, oh no i remember <laughs> yeah yeah we don't say scout we say whatever yeah um dude that's awesome how is the uh the interaction with do you speak the local language or are you, do they speak english how's that interaction going 
um, we use linguists, of course, uh, some, um, and they're, the linguists are amazing, and they're pretty much our bridge between the, the ANA and ourselves. I, I just learned the word takashore. I'm pretty sure that means thank you. Um, <laughs> I know I'm butchering it a lot, but... Uh, I'm sure they, they appreciate I, the effort. <laughs> it's pretty funny when uh, when they teach us things and you just see us butchering it and they usually just they just usually laugh at us but Takashore. it's pretty funny Takashore Takashore means, means thank you nice I'm pretty sure yeah yeah almost five 99 99% five <laughs> but uh, there is definitely the language barrier uh, a lot of um, people from Afghanistan uh, actually speak a little bit of English just because of the interaction they've had with the Americans mm. for so long. So uh, I know there most Af- Afghans that I've interacted with, their, their favorite thing they usually like to say is good job, and they usually like throw a thumbs up at us. And so awesome. I just say takashore, and he says good job. <laughs> uh. But usually our linguists are uh, the ones that uh, pretty much bridge the gap for us. That's awesome. You mentioned uh, the 1DX. Is that are are you doing stills with that? Are you doing stills and video? Uh, and if so, is anybody helping you out? Uh, helping helping me out in which way? Like, are you uh, a kind of like, yeah? Are you a one man band? Do you do you uh, command a crew? Is it just you and the one DX like making sure you get the best shot possible? Okay, ninety uh, percent of the time uh, we usually go out by ourselves. Uh, my camera of choice that I usually use for shoots is the uh, C100, and so I use a, the C100 Mark II, and it's it's amazing. Uh, since I came out here to Afghanistan, uh, I didn't really I didn't really know what my situation was going to be, because when I typically go on a shoot out here, I have my M4 on me, I have my Kevlar, my my helmet, and then I have uh, my flak, which is the body armor. And then I have like a backpack full of lenses, food, water, and all that other stuff. And so I would honestly prefer to shoot with a C100, but because of the 1DX being so compact and being able to shoot photo and video, I just decided to uh, use that one instead. So you had, uh, you had a say in which camera to use? Like it, they're providing the camera, but you told them what, what to buy you? Um, yes, they, I'm, I apologize, I don't know the acronym for it, but it's called a CBAS kit. Uh, within Combat Camera, we have uh, two different kits. We have, the, of course, the photo kit and the video kit. And the photo kit comes with uh, two 1DXs, a 70 uh, to 200, a 24 to 70, a 50, and another lens I can't really remember. And then they have the video kit, which, was, which I was issued with. It comes with uh, two GoPros. It come, um, the photo lap, uh, kit also comes with a laptop as well. Comes with the tripod, comes with the monopod, comes with the GlideCam 200, comes with two uh, C100 Mark IIs, comes with a 100mm macro, 85, a 50, and uh, another lens. That one's kind of gone. So the Marine Corps, and I'm, I'm not too sure about the DOD at large, but the Marine Corps understands imagery and they give us the tools that we need to be able to get said imagery. Yeah, you guys are kitted out. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Right now, uh, most of the images that like you've seen on my Instagram, and uh, there's a website that we use. It's called Divids Hub, D-V-I-D-S-H-U-B. It's pretty much, think of it as like government YouTube. That is where we upload everything. So like CBS, ABC, CNN, Fox, whoever you name it, everything that we do is public domain. 
and so we upload everything from there. Right now, my main uh, my main setup is usually carrying around a one DX with a fifty mil. I just love to be up close. I love to interact with the uh, with the soldiers, and sometimes I'll use the seventy two hundred. And depending on like the time of day or where I'm going, sometimes I'll bring the eighty five. Do they give you any uh, LED lights or anything? Yes. Yep. The, uh, the video kit does come with LED lights, and uh, we definitely make do out in the field. I mean, I've used cell phone lights. I've used flashlights. I've used the LED lights that they provide. Uh, it's, it's really, really fun just kind of trying to make little mini studios just yeah. in the middle of nowhere. How... Um so you know, in the in the film world, in the video world, we there's always like challenging environments to film in. So out here, you know, it's snowing right now. Sometimes it rains. What is filming and shooting in the desert in sand? And what's that like? Oh man! <laughs> Opening um, up a can of worms, I know, but I, I I'm curious. Uh, oh. No, oh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna let you know. I'm just like I'm just getting like little mini flashbacks right now. <laughs> well, of course, dirt. Uh, whenever I'm changing lenses, that's like my biggest fears because I don't want dirt to touch the sensor at all. Like I freak out. So what I usually tend to do is I'll go into like a safe spot. I'll take off my Kevlar and then I'll change lenses within my helmet. Um, wow. <clears throat> with the C100, there's two air vents on the side. And so goodness, when it's like 120 degrees, sometimes the camera will overheat. And so I usually kind of, I'll put like some type of shade over it or i just have to wait for it to calm down and uh we have aircraft out here um with a different uh unit that i was at we do a lot of uh we call it qrf which means quick reaction force and uh the marine corps one of the marine corps air wing assets is called the mv-22 the osprey if any of you guys ever played oh, fallout yeah. oh, yeah. seeing like um the brotherhood of steel or it's the enclave if you've ever seen like that helicopter with the two propellers on the side, that is uh, inspired from the MV-22. And that thing has some whip. So when it's yeah. like coming down on you, you'll just get punched in the face full of sand. <laughs> and you'll just see your camera just slowly go from black to just completely brown. Oh, and you're no. just like trying to clean it up. Your lenses are going nuts. And you always got to make sure to have a UV filter out here. I was going to say, you got to protect but, that. That's nuts. Oh, yeah, it's uh, my my C100's nickname is called the Moneymaker, <laughs> and it, <laughs> it is uh, it is it is worn. I I'm the first one to ever uh, have the kit, and uh, it has gone through some damage. Is there Definitely a has. is there a photo of your kit anywhere on Instagram? A photo of my kit. Um, like yeah, I want to see this this battle worn uh, C100. I feel like that Canon needs to to have that. They need yeah. that. You know. <laughs> Uh, right now, it's not with me. Sadly, I, I like I miss it. I actually think about it quite frequently when I go on video shoots because, like, the One DX is such an amazing camera. I uh, I used it all the time back when I was in the states, and I just recently got issued it. Wow. I will ask my friends in my other unit to see if they could take a picture of old money maker. Oh, totally. Just, it's Any just gear. wrapped in masking tape. <laughs> Almost definitely. <laughs> so, with some of this right gear, now, go ahead. Say again. Um, with some of the gear you have, uh, you mentioned like GoPros and stuff like that. And it got me thinking, uh, like the GoPros have, like a lot of them have uh, GPS 
locators and stuff like that. Like it, with the like this stuff being incorporated into more and more cameras, and the fact that just like uploading them, how do you balance that with uh, like OPSEC, which operational security of your missions? We shut them off. <laughs> we do. We just shut off all that stuff uh, whenever lead lined housing. Yeah, <laughs> it is quite surprising to be honest because, uh, like, um, a lot of uh, senior leaders are, are pretty up there in age, and so whenever I come out with like uh, my one DX or I was using like a five D Mark III for a little bit, they're like, "Hey, is that location turned off?" And I'm just like, "Yes, oh wow. yeah, you, you best believe it." So they know all about it. I mean, it's it's on everyone's mind, and uh, it's 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 pretty cool because um, sometimes. People can, you know, some some people are not a fan of the camera, and uh, the Marine Corps is definitely sometimes not a fan of it, just because, um, you know, a lot of Marines are stoic, heroic types, trying to be humble, and so it's, it's uh, sometimes uncool to be on the camera. Like, uh, for example, I'm not going to say the MOS, but there's like a running gag if you get caught on the news. There's a photo taken of you by Combat Camera or Public Affairs. That person owes a beer to whoever finds that uh, photo. And I mean, it goes on forever. Wow. So it, it, it is pretty funny, just kind of the little gags and games that we all have yeah. with one another. Going along with uh, Frank's question on security, uh, not just the GPS and tech stuff, but even the images themselves. Do you have to balance... Uh, you know, the interesting image with, oh, I can't show over here because of strategy? Or are there certain images that they'll then say, now nah, we can't publish that, it gives away too much? Uh, most definitely. Um, there's some places where I photograph with, uh, with sensitivity. And, I mean, all we do is sometimes we'll just move that sensitive material or I just angle myself in a different spot. Mm. Um, if I'm ever in a, lo- in a location where there's like landmark heavy, I'll just use like a 50 millimeter lens and just shoot with a lot of uh, a lot of doff, yeah. depth, depth of field and all that. So there is ways to work around it. We always think about it and uh, we have an awesome team out here. So when I take my photos, I come back, I go through my selects or if I do my video, I go, you know, make my prime cuts and all that. And then uh, the rank above me, staff sergeant, she will go look through the photo, just make sure that there isn't any operational security, just being present within there. And then from there it goes to uh, our officer in charge. They'll look through the stuff and it just it has a nice little filtering process just to prevent us from giving any information out that shouldn't be out. Nice. Nice. What do you have, uh, what do you have on the horizon for yourself project-wise? Hmm. Uh, it's uh, right now. I have a uh, one month left for this deployment. I've been deployed for about nine months now, so it has been a it has been quite the ride. So right now, I'm getting ready to to draw down. Um, I guess what projects that I have on the horizon for myself is um, I'm really trying to jumpstart my bids for vet series. I did a, a series on a police officer from Long Beach, California. And I also did a video on a firefighter who was a former combat engineer who was deployed in Iraq. And now uh, he was a captain in the Marines. Now he's a captain for the fire department. I did a video on him. And I'm just trying to look for uh, different 
job venues that Marine veterans can find themselves in when they get out. Mm. Have you uh, have you partnered that series with an organization yet, or have, do you have any thoughts to do that with uh, like VFW, VA, any of that stuff? Um, I haven't really looked into it all too much, just because uh, I don't want to like hit any legality issues. I'm not really too sure, sure. if uh, I don't want to do any of that stuff. So right now, it's just Marine Corps centric. Just got it within the Marine uh, Marine Corps realm. Cool. Well, yeah, there's a lot of potential there, though. I mean, all these interesting stories. You sent me the uh, uh, Long Beach officer and then the QRF video you did, which both were awesome, man. Thank you so much. The QRF piece was uh, was, was really fun to make so far. That I think that's like one of my top three films that I've made so far. Yeah, I mean, that thing is action-packed. It's a lot of fun. I could uh, – what we did – uh, so that's QRF, the quick reaction force that I was telling you guys about. Um, it's pretty much if like an aircraft goes down or if somebody needs some type of reinforcements, uh, Marines are pretty much on the way. With, within a good amount of time, they'll touch down, do what they need to do, and they'll get out. So the beginning of the film was 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 staged, and the end of the film was staged, where he was pretty much getting ready and flacking up. Mm-hmm. But everything else was just completely all in controlled action, and that was filmed with C one hundreds and a glide cam. While you're while you're over there, do you have any chance to, like, do they show current films like in movies over there, or is it just basically no. Netflix or, or anything at all? Uh, half of uh, I think the bandwidth out here is definitely being used for Netflix, <laughs> but I keep finding myself on a different different shoots I missed which I'm very sad about Star Wars The Last Jedi so I'm kind of like keeping my ears ears plugged and I'm really looking forward to Ready Player One but they do show upcoming films there's a couple movie theaters around some bases sprinkled around out here in the in the Middle East which is which is pretty nice to kind of relax and hang out what what is a uh, what's a military theater like what is it uh is it in a tent is it in like a pop-up shed is it in a uh, actual theater it it honestly uh it honestly all depends you know we definitely uh make do some bases are a lot more re- uh built up than others um i'm trying to think i don't think Right now, the movie theater that I'm in, I'm actually, uh, there was a huge Af- uh, base in Afghanistan called uh, Leatherneck. And right now, the base has been given over to the Afghan National Army, and we're in a little annex called uh, Shorat. And uh, the little movie theater is inside the chaplain's or the, uh, the priest's office. And they usually play a movie every thursday so it's right now it's just like a projector and uh and a, and a blanket but these guys are making do uh right now i'm working kind of in a tent and on the other side of the tent uh we have trainers that are training the uh, afghan national army and those guys are just watching a movie with a projector and a blanket so these marines are definitely making do with what it is they have that's what you got to do uh what what movie are you watching tomorrow what movie am i watching tomorrow i I just finished watching Whiplash the other day, and uh, every time I watch that, it always gives me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I, oh, man, I'm trying to think uh, which movie I'm watching right now. Right now, I'm kind of going through the whole season of The First Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. I think before we started this podcast, I should have said first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Uh, Real. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, right now I'm just kind of going through the season of the Fresh Prince. I love how in the first episode when uh, Will Smith's stapling his posters to the wall, like the whole set walls, like bouncing back and forth. <laughs> We've come a long way. We've come a long way. Um, These are risks. What's up? If they're so rich, I can have no ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that show. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man! Uh, I before you know before we forget about it, I want to make sure people can find your images and, and find the find the things that we're talking about. So, where on Instagram, where on YouTube, where where can they find these videos and images? Uh, where they can find the videos is um, two major spots. You could find them on the Marines uh, YouTube page. And so if you just go on the main TT page, scroll through, I'm just one of many combat cameramen and public affairs Marines that are just delivering amazing content to the Marine Corps. Uh, the Marine Corps' Facebook page, um, Divids Hub, it's D-V-I-D-S, uh, H-U-D.net. That's where you can find a lot of our stuff. Just type in my name, Connor Robbins or Sergeant Connor Robbins. And you can find a lot of my uh, personal stuff and stuff that is published on my uh, Instagram, and the handle is uh, El Conero, which is just E L C O N N E R O, and it's the same as my YouTube. Nice, nice, awesome, man. You said you've been a uh, you've been listening to our show for a while. What um, what is it that you like about the show? Definitely the bourbon part. <laughs> Definitely the bourbon part. I feel I feel really cool when when people ask me like, "What's one of my favorite podcasts?" and I just sound. So I feel pretty good. I'm like, oh, filmmakers drinking bourbon. Nice. And uh, up, and also just kind of getting an insight on the industry. I joined the Marine Corps as a, as a young buck with uh, not really a lot of knowledge on filmmaking in general. I'm gonna hit off. Uh, I'm gonna go off a little mini tangent really quick. So when I first joined, I originally wanted to be a photographer. I grew up in Long Beach. Was really into photography and i was probably like the best straight c student you'd see in high school so like i was just a wallflower and uh i'm not good at school and so with those two things i knew that i didn't really know where i wanted to go in life and it was gonna be pretty difficult for me so um i joined the marine corps to get that training that i needed because I do want to hopefully work for different types of news outlets, making documentaries, and just kind of understanding how the film industry works. And so watching your guys' podcast really kind of helps me see the creative process that you guys go through and kind of the struggles that you guys go through and just kind of understanding where people 10 years ahead of me are at. Because where you got, what you guys are doing right now is pretty much what I want to do when I see myself outside of the Marine Corps or even when I'm still in, when I'm doing freelance. Mm. Yeah. I, we appreciate it. And I don't think yeah. you'll have a problem transitioning, especially no. like into the doc world with what you're doing now. Not with the images that we're seeing, man, you've got a great eye, like I've said before, but also I think the benefit of this podcast is people like you that come on here. You bring a very specific insight, you know, into, into a world that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to see. So you're out there, you know, making the most of what you have and creating amazing content. So we're also appreciative of what you do. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's, it's, it's a privilege being able to have this job. Yeah. And also, thank you for your service. I can't believe I didn't say that in the beginning. 
Tucker, Tucker <laughs> Thank Shore. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it means a lot. <laughs> Tucker Shore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anything else you want to add, Connor? Um, I just wanted to thank you so much for letting me come on the show and just kind of uh, telling some people uh, the wonderful world of uh, Comstrat. And uh, it's a, it's an amazing foundation to start off uh, if you're trying to look into getting the film and the photo. It's it's pretty great. The, uh, the leaders that we have above us are some of a cut above the rest. My uh, staff sergeant is uh, probably one of the best that I've ever seen. And I see him as a role model and growing up in this institution has really kind of shaped uh, not only my creative process, but how I became as a person. And so for that, like I'm always going to be in debt and just always loving what the Marine Corps has done for me. Totally. And you're going to come out with a very unique perspective and be able to transition that into a profitable uh, civilian career, man. Looking forward to it. <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, stay safe and keep creating those amazing images. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Y'all have a great day. Right. You too. If you uh, remember one of those terms in the meantime, just uh, send it send it our way and we'll share it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Awesome. Nice. Cool. That was amazing. That's yeah. Good. What a what a fantastic interview. Yeah. Good find. Yeah. Well, Connor Robbins, stay safe out there. Uh, everybody check him out. El Canero on Instagram. Connor Robbins uh, on the Marine Corps website, Facebook. Yeah. Get after it. Cool. And we have uh, another review from Australia. Five stars uh, called New Hobby by... Hmm. Android? Sure. Android. Okay. Hello from Australia. I found this podcast after discovering a new interest in filmmaking. Even though I don't understand half of what you're talking about, I still love the show. Moving over from still photography to video is quite the task, but podcasts like this one assist the transition. And that's all we try to do, man. We yeah. try to do it in an entertaining fashion. Yeah. Sometimes we get a little tipsy, but it's all right. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, fantastic episode. We got more coming up. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, recap from this one is, uh, remember, it's a personality game. So if you find yourself uh, dealing with maybe a mm -hmm. tough local or neighbor, um, it's a personality game. Um, <laughs> and uh, a question we have for you, uh, what... What are some of the times you've gone above and beyond what your mission was? You want to hear that? Awesome. Okay. All right, man. Cheers. Cheers. This podcast is produced by Frank Steele and recorded live at Gwyn Sound Studio. Find out more at gwynsound.com.